Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Supernatural Edition. And today we're talking about Supernatural Season 4. So, this season, we saw the return of Dean from Hell. I personally couldn't have been more excited. I love Dean. That's no secret. Dean is the best. And when he came back from hell, I was like, cool, Sam finally did something right. Sam was awesome. Sam, like, got his brother out and was, he did it. And come to find out, nope, Sam still sucks. Sam didn't have anything to do with his brother being taken out from hell. It was Castiel, the new angel. How did you feel about this turn of events, Adelaide? I... Um, I really enjoy Castiel, so I'm thrilled to have him, and I love Castiel. So, I I, I like Castiel better than Sam. So, like I'm I'm all hap- I'm all too happy to have him in the series, and I really like his personality. I really like having him around, and I like that he saved Dean from hell. So it works for me. <laughs> um, so we found out quite a few things about Dean this season. Um, one. He was in hell for 40 years to him, not four months. Because time moves differently in hell. I I appreciated this aspect, and it didn't surprise me. Because if I want to get the most out of torturing you, I am going to make time go so slowly that you feel every second. So like a second was like a a day. Or is that quickly? It moved faster. Huh. So, I mean... It's faster, but it felt slower. But he's still, he's still living in it for that long. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a Naruto comparison there somewhere. Hmm. Never seen it. I actually haven't either. <laughs> I only know about the torture ability. <laughs> but um, were you surprised that um, Hell had this adjustment of time? Uh, not really. I like seeing it as a plot point, and I like seeing it for character development because Dean's already going to have to struggle with his uh, actions in hell, yeah, yeah. his time in hell, and his actions in hell. And you know, that's he was tortured, and then can I can yeah. I say what happened there? Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was tortured for like thirty years, and then after, um, for ten years, he started torturing people. Yeah, and. That. Like, he even had a confession moment where he's like, "This it felt good to torture people and take all of that pain and rage out on them. I think that's probably just my own headcanon here. That's probably how it starts, stripping away their humanity and turning them into a demon. Probably. Um, but we also get the introduction of Castiel. I loved Castiel. Okay, when we first meet him and he burns out the psychic's eyes. Because he's like, yeah, don't look at me. And she's like, you don't tell me what to do. And then her eyes burn out. That's exactly what she got. I she love got exa- Castiel so much. <laughs> I love the way that, I love the way he's introduced. I love the, the eyes, the burning, the psychic's eyes. I absolutely love his, um, and this carries on for basically any angel in the series, their wings. And I know that they do it probably because it spares them the the pain Expensive. of CGI. Yeah. And but having the the wings silhouetted against them is just my absolute favorite thing to come out of this world or to come out of their world building. It's so cool. 
It is. And very few people can actually pull it off successfully. I also appreciated that Dean was like, you know what, screw this. And Simon's Castiel. Castiel's like, yeah, I'm an angel of the Lord. And Dean is like, yeah, no, angels don't exist. Which, it was interesting to me that he didn't think angels would exist, but you're constantly dealing with hell. I agree. I feel like they, if you've got one, you've probably got the other. Right. Like, and I mean, if anything, I'd be more upset. Like, you're just showing up now. I know, right? Where have like, you been these last four years? Not, not even just four. Nobody knew about angels. No one believed in angels in the hunting community. So, like, you're telling me, like, they weren't even a, like, myth. They, like, they, well, they knew about them and they could have been like, yeah, they're just something that goes bump and the angels will get you. But it, it was like, no one cared. Like, no one was like, yeah, nope, angels aren't real. Next topic. Um, But were you surprised that no one believed in angels, especially Dean? Um, a little bit. On the one hand, I can see being so jaded that you can't possibly see the out like the possibility that oh my god angels and the lord actually exist you could have that that's a possibility in the world and there's good out there uh, I say that preemptively and um, it's just I can see Dean is very jaded Sam is too to an extent but Dean is Dean is very well jaded Dean has literally his... just been pulled out of hell so I'd yeah, be pretty so jaded like, too yeah I can't blame him for that and, <laughs> like he's spend his entire life fighting demons and monsters and so like logic dictates there's probably you know if there's a shadow there's probably a light source somewhere out there but mm-hmm. at the same time if i know, haven't seen it then how do i know yeah and i could get into some other religious topics but anyway. <laughs> um so let's talk about castiel and his mysterious time traveling ability where he pushes Dean back in time to Lawrence, Kansas, saying, you must stop this, blah, 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 blah. And we get to meet um Dean's mom and dad before they had the kids. And we also get to see a different version of the father. The father's naive. And we also learn that his mother was the hunter. The father was blind and didn't know anything about hunting until he got married. So much happened in this one episode. What are your thoughts on it? I love this episode. I really like seeing Mary, um, and I really like seeing um, uh, the progression that the father obviously had to go through to get to the point where he was at, basically, when he died and when we see him. And um, uh, I feel bad for Mary because, you know, she wanted out of that life, and her kids are now in it. She wanted something better for them. Well, I mean, it's hard to escape something that you know exists. That would be like if you have a superpower, okay? And you can save a million people with the blink of an eye. And and, and you're like, I, I don't want to use this. I don't want anything to do with that. It's dangerous, blah, 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 blah. But you're hearing the screams of these people. How could you not act would be the better question. I know that there's um that's that's the um to compare it to or to compare it to um 
like high stressful careers such as like an EMT and I know that you know they're saving lives but it's still really hard on them and every now and then you do need to like take a step back because it's so intense and you just need to be able to stop and breathe and they um so I could see it being like that where she needs just like give me a couple years to kind of fall back a bit and here have my brother take over or something like that um and then as a side note totally off topic um her dad was Skinner, right? Uh, Agent Skinner, Supernatural. Oh yeah, you didn't watch or um, X Files. You didn't watch X Files. Never mind. No. Darn it. <laughs> Fine. Um, we also find out how Sam got the uh, got involved with Azazel, and the fact that Murray made a deal with Azazel in order to try to save Sam. When I first saw this, I was so shocked, especially considering she knows the consequences of making deals with demons. Were you? I mean, I've seen their children, and I've seen how they make (laughs) deals with demons and how they react, so not really. (laughs) Well, I don't know, because Mary was was in it longer. She understood, and she also knew, like, this is something you don't do. Whereas Sam and Dean, the father set the example for them. Like, once he sold his soul, everything was fair game. So, I don't know. That I think that sacked me more. Because some people would rather let their children die than to become what they hate. That's really unfortunate, but... I don't know. I, I mean... I'm hesitant to compare it to something else, to really anything, because I, I don't know, I wouldn't want children to die. I wouldn't want them to die just because they could possibly, I mean, this is a possibility. They still have the free will to to, to change the outcome. So. Well, that becomes nature versus nature. That's true. Would you have made the same choice? I mean, that implies I have to believe in demons first, but <laughs> well, if you were in their <laughs> world was, and you were actively world, fighting, right, de- in front of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> basically saying, I'll kill your kid if you don't take my deal. Uh, I think I'd probably take the same deal, I guess, just because, you know, at least there's the hope that he could get out of it. Hmm. I, I guess that's true. I don't honestly don't know. Like as a baby, if you're holding a baby, I, I understand it completely. But if the alternative is you become just as evil as the person who tainted you in your crib, I don't know. Like, sure, you like, sure, you don't want that to be the case. But let's say that this baby decides to go the Hitler route and start taking out other, like, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic to me. Um, but let's move right along to lighter topics. <laughs> um, Castiel returns Dean back, realizing that some things are inevitable and that it was no way for Dean to stop um, the deal from happening or to stop his mother. Also, when he meets his mother, um, he finds out that she was pregnant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she found out that she that he uh, she finds out that he was pregnant with Dean. I mean, with with Sam. 
Um, but were you surprised to find out that this was inevitable? And that Cassie I was like, yeah, I just wanted you to see this. You can't really engage with it, even though I said you could. Um, I, that that plot point really bugs me, actually, because Agreed. he he throws him in saying, "Hey, change this," and then he's like, "Never mind. I just wanted you to see it." It's like you could at least admit that you wanted me to change it, and then you didn't realize that I couldn't change it, and then that would justify it to me a little bit. Uh, but also, you know, I'm used to Doctor Who, where you go in and they say, oh yeah, these plot points are fixed, but then they go and change them anyway. I don't know, because Doctor Who is also fond of saying that, like, the only certain events are fixed, like the death of Rose's father, but everybody else can be alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pompeii. <laughs> But we also um, see Castiel probably gets his series of development this season. Um, but let's just jump on down to the breaking of the seals, which is the overarching plot point of this season. The 66 seals will break so that they can release Lucifer. And the first seal we find out is Dean torturing souls in hell. Did you like that being the first seal? I did because it uh, it led some uh, some credence to Dean. Uh, it it kind of justified his behavior in a plot way and not just a character development way. It justified it for the plot as well, and that to me, I appreciate that. I I agree because Dean has always been this strong stoic character who always has to take care of everyone else. And the fact that you see him in a different light where he is torturing people. And in order to survive, he's taking out his pain on other people. I appreciate that. But we also learn that uh, the other seals, they have to stop them. They can't break them or Lucifer will roam the earth again. And Castiel, like, throughout the season appears, and he's like, hey, there's this thing, or Mick. I don't know if I like people just showing up and telling them the seals are these. What about you? No, that's a little too convenient. Um, I understand that, you know, it's Castiel, and he's got Angel Radio, and he can tap into that all he wants, but it's, uh, and he's got, the, you know, he's got that knowledge that he can mm. do. Uh, but still, it's a little annoying just to appear and be like, hey, there's a job for you. Go do it. <laughs> So, um, one of the early seals is the rising of the witnesses, which I am cool with because it lets you see everyone who they fail to save and the ghosts come back and I don't, and they're all vengeful. Apparently none of them were at peace. They're all mad that they weren't saved and you get Meg, you get Agent Hendrix and you get twins. Did you like these witnesses? Uh, I like the concept a lot. I don't know if I, I mean, fine on the witnesses specifically, I guess, but I really like the the idea that you know these people we couldn't save, and I can see them being, you know, a little envious that, hey, I, why did I have to be your sacrificial lamb to figure out how to kill the thing? Why, why couldn't you just, you know, not use me as bait or something like that? I know they weren't literally used as bait, but you know. It's that uh, it's that idea of you know the thing is there. Why didn't you kill the thing before I died? I mean, at the end of the day, at least I didn't die. Well, technically, Dean did, but like that would have been my argument too. Like I died too, dude. 
Like, why are you mad at me? But anyway, apparently that's not a valid plot point. Because I feel like I would have been mad at the ghost for being mad at me. Like, I tried to save you. That's more than the other people did. And I ultimately died. So, what, what more do you want? <laughs> That's a fair one, I guess. He did die, too. So, you know, you can't be... I don't know. I was going to say you can't be too mad at him. But I, I, I don't know. I, I won't continue that statement because this is follow-up knowledge on later seasons. Um, We also decided to meet Anna, who is a mental patient who hears voices. Um... I am a sucker for a good character development. And I love a crazy person who's not really crazy. I think that is that is a premise that is over overdone, but it's not done enough well. If you get what I mean. Oh, I totally get what you mean. It's it's really common, uh, but it's also it's very rarely done with the right twist in mind is very rarely done the right way usually it's like oh I'm seeing dead people but no this time you know I hear angels <laughs> and yeah she hears the angels in her head and escapes this whole big fight that they have Sam and Dean are fighting because the angels want Anna and Sam and Dean are like no you can't have Anna and then they call the demons and Dean was like we want Anna and Ruby's like well I'll just take her away you guys got this, right? <laughs> and <Subtle>. ultimate <laughs> very subtle. <laughs> ultimately Ruby like tries to make a deal for Anna. But I mean, she managed Anna manages to save the day and after she has sex with Dean though. That was a key plot point. She had to have sex with Dean before she could become an angel again. Like, <laughs> uh, I think my how, eyes rolled so hard that I just hit the back of my skull. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts about Anna? <laughs> uh, I like Anna. I like her. I actually like her a lot. Um, can I can I say the whole? Oh, you already mentioned the angel thing. Right. All right, yeah. Um, I like that she's out there and like she can sense her grace and she kind of like follows it and homes in on it it's really that's fun for me but uh, i don't i don't care about the whole hey let's go have sex with dean in the back of dean's car woo all right yeah hey dean i feel bad that you you were in hell here's my vagina i was just (laughs) thinking that (laughs) (laughs) uh but then um she like pushes um what is it, Uriel and Cassiel away with her blood ruin or whatever. And they're cool. And then she just disappears into the night. I am the... Next- oh, go ahead. Hmm? I was gonna say, I'm the biggest sucker for, like, runes and circles like that, so once the angels came in and you get more of those, I was... I'm, I am living for that. <laughs> Um, next we have the pagan goddess in the episode Wishing Well. I think that's what the title was. Or Wishing Thought. Something. I don't know. It's what You're wishing, and it's a wishing well involved. So, people are throwing coins into wishing wells, and they come true with dire consequences. 
did you like this episode? Um, I actually, I mean, I enjoy Supernatural episodes for the most part. Uh, I just feel like this particular one, you know, this is a plot point that's done a lot. The hey, It's the be careful what you wish for because it's not going to turn out the way you imagine. That's, uh, that's done frequently. And it's almost tiresome to have that one over and over. Ah, uh, that's true. It is done very often. Um, let me think. What else do we... Let's talk about Alistair. Who himself unlocks um a a ruin, one of the final ruins actually. <laughs> when he comes to town and basically says, "Hey, um, I'm kidnapping these reapers." Which how do demons see reapers? Number one, I don't. Rem- do you remember if they explain that? I do not. Um, and I can. Cause no, I'm, it, I'm remembering something from a later season, so I'm not gonna bring that one up. Like because if I am beyond you, like because everything dies, we we learned that pretty early on, and it's so interesting that demons can actually kidnap reapers, and even like um, Cassie, I was like, oh, they kidnapped the reapers, blah blah blah. Blah, blah, blah. Do they ever explain how they can see them? I don't. I honestly don't think he does. Hmm. Hey, supernatural writers, tell us how they see them. <laughs> we we want to know. It's world building. You can, you know, it's fun stuff. We're not criticizing you. It's just fun. <laughs> but uh, he sees the reapers, kidnaps them, and basically, like, sets a trap. So that the Reapers can die and he can break the seal. He killed two Reapers, like in a basically summoning spell. And then Death is like, no, we aren't here anymore. Bye. So the town is like ridiculous. Because the first thing you do when you find out that you can't die is try to kill yourself. Why is that the first thing? I have to know. Why is that the first thing everybody does? Because on the off chance you're wrong, well done, genius. Right! Like, that's my thought. I'd be like, yeah, I don't trust this. Cool, I'm gonna keep my immortality and not squander it on <laughs> jumping in front of a train or some nonsense. Like, and the funniest part about it was, what do you do with all the people who didn't die? Like, do you reap them for the deaths that they could have taken? Like, what are you doing at that point? Yeah, you've got a backlog, but you can't... They're alive now. You can't just go kill them. Right! You, you, missed like, your, you missed your chance, bud. Gotta wait for the next bus. And then when you find out, like, oh, Bill died? Guess I'm not doing anything stupid anymore. <laughs> yeah, really. That'll stop them. <laughs> um, We also find out that Pam comes back, who is blind, but still a psychic. And uh, I'm all for blind people saving the day. But it's interesting to me that Pam, like even Ray Charles had issues initially with being blind. And Pam just gets around fine. She has all of the right recipes. Like who is helping her? That's actually a fair point. I would have liked to see some... 
I want to say more Pam, but I was, <laughs> she's fun. Um, but I would have liked to see like a little witch apprentice that like follows her around or something. Like that. I know she's not a witch; she's a psychic, but still. Right, but still, yeah, like a still. little psychic apprentice that just comes with her and is like, "Here, I have everything you need here," or "I've got which item did you want me to get?" It's mm-hmm. like Markle from House uh, Moon Castle. Never seen it. <laughs> well, both book and movie. Um, but in Death Takes a Holiday, we also see Tessa again, who is the Grim Reaper that would have reaped Dean had he not fought through death. Like, I honestly want to know, how do you get to the point where you're like, nope, I'm not going with death. You good, right? (laughs) Especially after knowing and seeing ghosts that become that lose their humanity so easily at at that point it's like you know maybe i should just go with you because that's the alternative (laughs) um but she ultimately tells dean and um because she has a crush on dean because no one can ever exist without having a crush on dean aren't you swooning adelaide yeah But she tells Dean, like, just be careful about angels. They aren't what they seem. And be careful about what they promise you. So, I appreciated this moment. Because it plays into the fact that good is relative to the individual. Versus, like, okay, angels are good. But what is their definition of good? Did you... Like, oh, yes, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. I really like um, I really like that this is this is kind of the season where we start seeing gray areas. I mean, we really just start seeing it because the angels come in in that way. Um, but until this point, everything was so black and white and it was such a stark line in the sand that um, it, it got a little irritating to me. Um, this is where we start to see some gray areas come in and... I don't want to jump too far ahead in your in your podcast here, but the um, Sam's powers kind of kind of lead into that, not too extensively because they're still on the very clear "do not use" side. But there, um, that comes in, and then you have the angels that are you know your first instinct when hearing an angel is oh good yes the <laughs> God is about to help us now we we're <laughs> saved um, yeah no that's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, and as Pam is, um, trying to save the day, single-handedly, by the way, she dies, and her last deed is to pull Dean back and tell Sam she saw what he did and she thinks it's wrong. Um, just to catch you guys up really fast, Sam is drinking demon blood because he's a genius. So... Dean is like, what does she mean? What is she talking about, Sam? Sam, what is she talking about? And Sam's like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I love the voice impressions (laughs) on both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what did you think about that? Um, The demon blood specifically? Because that's dumb as hell. Uh, And Pam saving the day and dying for it. Stop killing the fun (laughs) female character, Supernatural. Stop it. I like them. <laughs> so, uh, 
Sam and Dean's relationship is kind of strained this season. Um, one, because Sam is an awful brother who failed, who tried and failed once and didn't try again. He failed one time and was like, oh, can't do it. Oh, well. I feel like bringing your brother back from the dead is kind of a high bar to to hold somebody to. I don't know. Mm, Nope. Nope. Sam abandoned his family again. And... (laughs) the relationship gets strained between Sam and Dean even more when Sam starts siding with Ruby over Dean, yet again abandoning his brother. How did you feel about that, Natalie? See, like, I'll defend him going to college and stuff and trying to get away from that lifestyle. That one I will defend. Defending him with Ruby and drinking demon blood? No, Sam, come on, man. That's just... You went to college. How are you this stupid? Then we also have the episode where um, Sam is using his demonic powers to exercise people and, like, not kill them during the exorcism. Which... (sighs) This is one time where I will say that is a positive... But because it's a demonic power, you still get negative 10 points, Sam. Thanks for playing, though. What are your thoughts? See, this is one of those things, and I remember watching this, and I remember arguing with, like, family and friends about this, that I really, really wish they had lightened up on the black and whiteness of it and let, like, his human half be able to... Control that element, yeah. Yeah, to let that slide, because, you know, he is saving the people they're possessing, and that is huge, because every time somebody's possessed, they kill them. And instead, he's keeping them alive, and that's just, that's insane, and that's something that really needed to happen, and, you know, that's not really brought up after a while in this season. You get so, during this show, it gets so desensitized to just killing the people that are possessed, because, ooh, demon, scary, murder it. But, you know, there's still a human in there. And I really, really would have liked to see that come through and have that gray area in there. Uh, I, like I said, I appreciated it, but Sam sucks. So, mm. we also have the fight. Sam is in a fight with a demon. And the knife gets knocked out of his hand. Two episodes after he's like, yeah, I'm never going to use these powers again. Um, I love you, Dean. You're right. I can't use this power. You're the best big brother ever, Dean. Two mere episodes. His, his knife gets knocked out and he uses his power and breaks the seal. Because Sam is a moron. Like, you're the best big brother ever, Dean. Oh, my knife. I can't help it. I have to use this power that I just said I wouldn't. What What about you, Italy? How did you like this scene? Um, I, I mean, I can't, I can't defend Sam. I still prefer him to <laughs> Dean, but God, this season. This is just like, can I have a frying pan just to hit you with it? Just every now and then. God, Sam, come on. Common sense. <sighs> we also find out this season that... Sam and Dean aren't the only ones keeping secrets, and their father had a secret family. With Adam, who he kept out of the hunter's life. 
and the brothers are pretty envious of Adam. But ultimately, Adam dies, so no one cares. What are your thoughts about Adam? Um, well, I don't know. I, I didn't care much for him. I found him kind of annoying. Is that terrible to say? Well, uh, just in general. I, see, Adam is Sam if Sam wasn't a hunter. That's fair. It's just in general, like, I don't know. There was, there was something about Adam. He was a little bit more, I don't know. Maybe I'm siding with the, the uh, maybe I'm siding with Sam and Dean a little bit too much because it's not really fair to, I guess it's not really fair to him to bring him into the hunter lifestyle, but it's also like not really fair to keep him from them like that. Well, that was a conversation that Sam and Dean actually had, whereas Dean was like, yeah, he's a hunter. It's in his blood. He needs to learn it. And Sam was like, no, dad kept him out for a reason. Yeah, the reason was that, like, he was a horrible parent. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Definitely agreed on that point. He wasn't really the pentacle of parenting. He abandoned this child, first of all. And would just call him every few months, like, yo, what did you do, shorty? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, his mother worked at a diner to pay the bills. Like, was the father giving him money? Like, what was the father act like they would go fishing occasionally? Thanks, and where Dad. Where is he getting this money with all of his credit card fraud? <laughs> Thanks for the fishing trip, Dad, but, um, kind of need you in the house. And, like, you know, none of the Winchesters can go anywhere without being attacked by a demon or a ghost or, I don't know, some random thing from hell or whatever they just like well apparently no this town is different right? apparently this town was different and the brother living in the town was safe forever and never met a demon or a wendigo or a siren or any other thing that goes he never had a monster under his bed none of that and like his mom knew about monsters too so, <laughs> how, so. how how did this happen Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't, anyway, no, we're not poking holes, Supernatural, we're just asking questions, like, <laughs> but ultimately he died, so his life didn't matter. Yep, that was, that was a real quick introduction we got to him. Glad we had that, Supernatural. <laughs> um, we also have this scene where there is a flesh-eating monster, this episode, I'm sorry, where there's a flesh-eating monster and Sam and Dean disagree about what to do with it. Of course, Dean is like, we gotta kill it, or he's gonna kill everyone he loves and us. And Sam is like, no, maybe he can control this power, projecting onto this monster. So, of course, when the monster turns and kills someone, Sam is like, oh, I have faith in you. I'll never use my power again. Flash forward in two episodes, he's using his power again because Sam sucks. But ultimately, they kill him and they move on with their lives. Also, let's talk about the people who they leave in the wake. Because imagine you just watched your husband turn into a man-eating monster, try to kill you. Like, he literally had just enough restraint not to kill you and your child. How do you move on from that? Extensive therapy and also lying to the therapist about what exactly happened. Because there's no way they will believe you when you say he turned into a flesh-eating monster. Like, it's also, not just how did you move on from that. What do you tell police? Lies. Lots and lots of (laughs) lies. (laughs) Don't lie to the cops, kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, unless you're in a supernatural situation. Yeah, then, you know, lie your tail off. <laughs> but, um, did you like this whole turn of events and Sam projecting his own insecurities onto this man in an attempt to save him? Um, I'm not gonna phrase it like that. So <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna say yes to that. <laughs> but, um, I... I appreciate the gray areas and I appreciate the idea that this monster could become more than just, you know, his his birthright, I guess. And he could he could control himself and have a family and a normal life. Um, so that is something I want to see and Supernatural, at least in this season, takes doesn't have the capacity to give me that and that annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, I'm very much Team Dean. But it's like, eh, let's not feel sympathy for this man. Like, it sucks what happened to him, but flesh-eating monster, basically a killer. I'm good. Um. Also, after what happened with Anna, Sam, be- I mean, Dean believes that Ruby set him up. And Sam's like, no, Ruby wouldn't do that. You should believe in her more, because Ruby... And they, like, share a moment where Sam is like, I love you, Ruby. Oh, I love you, Sam. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, which, <laughs> on what? The the fact that Dean gets to have sex with an angel and Sam gets to have sex with a demon? Are we going to go down that route, or? I mean, I feel like it, it's appropriate for the brothers, if we're being honest. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh. Gray areas again. Come on, why can't we? Ruby was so cool the previous season. Stop betraying me. Stop it. <laughs> um, Ruby and Sam had a brief flashback. Well, yeah. And basically how he got close and Sam was basically being a drunk alcoholic instead of like trying to help his brother. And Ruby's like, yeah, you gotta get up. You gotta do something. And he's like, no. I won't, no, I'm just gonna sit here and wallow in my grief. At the very least, he should have been out killing demons. Bare minimum. But no, he's just sitting there with a drink. Like Winchesters I... are so dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, who needs functionality when you kill demons for a living? Well, if you kill demons for a living, I think you do need alcohol. <laughs> but uh, did you like the flashback? Um, I mean, it's supposed to endear us to Ruby, but at this se- at this point in the season, it's just kind of like, I, I don't trust you. I don't, I don't stop. And, you know, you want to trust her. You want to, you want, because in the first, in the previous season, when we see her, she's really fun and she's an interesting character, but no, instead, <sighs> why Supernatural? Why do you do this? I, I think my problem with Ruby is Ruby is basically a new girlfriend. And suddenly she is like a wedge between Sam and Dean. Instead of like the first season we saw her, she was there. She fit nice. It was like, yeah, we're cool. We're friends. Everyone likes me. And then Dean is in hell for four months. And suddenly they are newlyweds. And you're just like, oh, poor Dean is left out. And Sam is just over here with his new wife. Uh, or maybe that's just how I was seeing it. What did you see, Adelaide? Um, I guess something similar. Just that, you know, he does need to lean on somebody after that. But I feel like it should have been Bobby. Instead. Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Bobby would have been, and you know, Bobby's a father figure. I'm surprised they didn't go to him. He didn't go to him at all. Um, and it feels like it, it feels like he is playing into her hand a little bit when he gets so close to her so fast, and it's really um, it's really irritating, especially because obviously Ruby has got something else up her sleeve, and it's really really annoying. Supernatural, come on. So we find out later that. Um, Ruby was being tortured in hell and she was released under the condition that she killed Sam but she disobeyed and flew into his arms because Sam with that stupid face (sighs) how did you feel when you found out that aspect of Ruby's backstory I still don't believe her I don't trust, like, this whole season is just me not trusting her, and it sucks because I really want to trust her, and I really like her, and I'm mad about it. So, there are more cracks in the brothers' relationship when the siren comes along, and I love the siren, and I love the whole turn of events where the greatest loves that they had was each other, and then they started telling each other awful things, like, Dean said that Sam is no longer the person that he knew. Which, I don't know why that's offensive. You're not. You're drinking demon blood. You're banging Ruby. I don't know this person. I was only gone for months. And Dean is like, oh, you know, I don't know you. And Sam is all like, oh, well, you know, you're just sad about your experience in hell. Like, that is a legitimate trauma. Like, oh, I don't understand why that was his retort. Like, <laughs> Both of these guys have to work on their insults because that was neither of those are neither of those should have been insults. <laughs> like I'm sure they're both like I don't know you anymore. Okay. Okay. You were in hell. True. The problem that I have is when Sam was like, "Yeah, you're just pouting in the corner because you're in hell." Um. Yeah. Right. Like I was in was hell. hell. <laughs> What else do you expect me to do, man? Um, ultimately, we find out that Dean would kill Sam. That's completely canon, guys. Dean would kill Sam in the fight. I don't... Don't, don't argue. Uh, and the only reason that Dean does not kill Sam is because Bobby shows up and kills the siren. How did you feel about that, Ellie? <laughs> um, I first wanted to touch on that. I like the the effect that the siren has. That's really fun, and it's a little different than what we normally see for sirens. So that's cool. Um, also, thank you, Bobby, for your impeccable timing. Um, Sam, um, Sam and Dean have a fight. Blah blah blah. Then Dean and Bobby. Trick Sam into the panic room, lock him in to detox him. Because now he's an addict and he's addicted to demon blood. Of freaking course. Because Sam is just the worst. I will still disagree with you because Dean's <laughs> drama king tendencies are so annoying. Come on, man. Get out of Hot Topic. Eh. I'll take Hot Topic over a diaper any day. Sam is constantly crying about how unfair. Dad loved you more, Dean. Oh, I went off to college because Dad didn't hug me enough. Oh. Uh, Again, I'm an only child, so I don't 
I don't understand sibling dynamics. But if if you're going, if your escape is to run off to college because your dad didn't love you enough, congratulations. I I don't think that's the, I mean, I feel like he wanted away from the life and the very, I mean, it's still very stressful and it's horrible on little children to put them through that. So I I can't really really blame him for wanting to get away from that. He didn't really put Sam. He put Dean through it. Yes, he absolutely Sam, put Dean through it too. Sam was constantly in his room. Sam was not on the battlefield. Sam was not in action. Sam was not in play. Sam, if anything, you could say the father loved Sam more simply because he did not put Sam's life in danger over and over again the way he did Dean. I mean, still, it doesn't mean he can't get away from a life that he doesn't want. It's not a matter. He he didn't get away. Like ultimately, he left because his dad didn't hug him enough. That wasn't like it wasn't because he didn't want to be a hunter necessarily. It's because dad liked Dean more, and Dean was better at being a hunter. No retort. I mean, <laughs> we are free to disagree. So, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, I just don't think that. I don't know. I see it more as a uh, it was a poor relationship that Dean needed, that both of them need to reconcile with. Like, holy crap, that was not a functional family unit. True. But, actually, let us know whose side are you on. Are you team Sam or are you team Dean? And feel free to tweet us. (laughs) Oh, do you mind people tweeting you, Adelaide? Oh, no, they can go for it. (laughs) Um... And let us know your reasons. I'd be interested to hear if you disagree or agree with which one of us. And ultimately, Sam and Dean, um, um, Dean is let out of the cage. And we find out that Cassiel has let out Sam. And... It is really interesting because that's, that happens immediately after um, Castiel calls Dean. is like, yeah, I have something to tell you, blah, 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 blah. And then he realizes, like, uh, no, I can't do this. He goes missing, and they find him. And Castiel is like, yeah, I know whose side I'm on. I will never betray heaven again, blah, 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 Which... I loved simply because it showed you that there are some dark, sinister things happening in heaven. What about you? Did you like that? Yes, um, especially because, you know, this whole season has been, hey, the angels are here. Yay. Uh, Well, not entirely because Ariel's a jerk. But having, um, having that aspect show up and having... Castiel be the one that releases Sam really is telling because you know, heaven knows what's going on here. Literally. And, <laughs> yeah, really. They really do. They absolutely know what's going on. And and they uh, they kind of seem to have a hand in it. And maybe they're not stopping it as much as they should be. And as much as Dean is expecting them to stop it. Um, and when Anna realizes that it's um, Castiel who did it, Castiel sells Anna out. And has the angels take her away. 
I think this hurt my heart so much because I really like Hannah and who she was. And it's so interesting to me that you get to see the betrayal, the look of utter betrayal when she confronts him about his initial betrayal. And then he does a secondary betrayal. What about you? Did you like this? I mean, why would I like that? (laughs) uh, I just, this is why, writers, this is why you get so much criticism for, like, killing all of your female characters. Because stuff like this happens. And stop it. Please, stop it. Um, Well, Adelaide, women are just motivation for men to be better. I know, right? We're just pretty (laughs) loose. And that's all we do. (sighs) But... Yes, this is what we get from Anna. Um, we also meet Chuck this season. Probably my favorite person ever. Yes, absolutely. Um, and he is a prophet of the Lord. He is also the author of the Supernatural book series that is now inside of the series. Like, I, I find it interesting when books do, or series do that. When they make some their life canon inside. It's just like when an author writes themselves into their show. Or a book. Do you like that? Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's stupid. But I really, I liked the way this one was done. Just because it was so funny. Um, it kind of reminds me of like, um, it reminds me of Castle, if you've ever seen that series. At least that one can justify the, the accompanying book series that comes along with it. This one, in a way, this seemed like a way to, to throw out, hey, now we have a supernatural book series you guys can read. Get over here, book nerds. <laughs> well, I liked it simply because, like you said, these are the Bibles. Uh, they'll be the uh, the books of Sam and Dean. Like, <laughs> and Castiel was like, it's this whole big spiritual element. And think about, like, if you are years later, like, let's say 100 years later, reading about the books of Sam and Dean, where they're riding around in an impala cursing and having sex and, like... <laughs> or maybe just 10 years later doing a podcast about them. The reason I say it 100 years is because I'm just thinking as a person who has no reference of the original source material. Oh, I know. And then, like, imagine that in that world where that stuff is canon and has happened, you are now reading it and you're becoming a fan of it. And it's just, and 100 years later, that's still canon. It's just, oh, there's so much there and it's so weird. Um,. Lilith also decides that she's going to attack Sam this season. And conveniently, Castiel, when he was being helpful, was like, yeah, um, Chuck is an angel of God, so there's, I mean, a prophet of God. So there's always an archangel around him to protect him and will chase off any threat to his life. So Sam rushes in with Chuck so that the archangel, archangel, can, like, uh, banish Lilith and protect Chuck. And at the end of this episode, Chuck has a horrible vision and tries to call Sam and Dean, but Zachariah prevents him from doing so. And then Chuck is basically like, yeah, um, I'm just going to kill myself. The best part was when Zachariah was like, yeah, sure, kill yourself. We'll just bring you back. Just keep writing. <laughs> what did you think about that? Um, I really enjoy Chuck, so um, I don't want him to kill himself, and I don't want him to be unhappy. I want I want the little nerd to enjoy his life, but 
I do like that um, we have this archangel who is incredibly powerful and incredibly terrifying, I have to say. Um, and it it expands the, the realm of heaven that we haven't seen enough of in this series. And it also, you know, it lends to the lends to the the forming hypothesis that angels are kind of jerks, man. What's up with that? We also um, learned a lot about Uriel this season. That he's a specialist angel. He is willing to kill an entire town to get one witch. Which I think puts in perspective what angels are willing to do in the name of justice. I I enjoyed that moment. Simply because it worked in building the world of heaven. If one, if all these human lives are worth one witch, like, what did you think, Adelaide? Um, how how can I, how can I say it without offending every religious person out there? Um. Good I luck. Know, I just feel like supernatural in general, especially this season. Uh, once the angels come in, it is so critical of religion and what goes on and justifying deaths because of a certain person or a certain type of people. And the angels, honestly, they hold very true to some of the original content there. And it's very scary, but it's very accurate. We also see that. Um... Uriel wants Sam to torture Alistair and find out who is killing the angels because angels are dying this season. Blah, 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 blah. We find out that it's not demons who are killing angels just as as Alistair dies. And ultimately, we find out that it's Uriel who's killing the angels who refuse to join him. And that he um, told Alistair where Dean was in order to kill Dean so that he could blame all the demons for killing Dean. Then he's like, hey, Cassiel, you're a loyal soldier. Come join me. Cassiel's like, no, I'm loyal to them. But Uriel tries to kill Cassiel, and Anna's like, nope, not Cassiel. Also... I find it interesting that there are dual sexes of um, angels when the only dual sex angel that you see that actually came from heaven this season was Anna. So, like, if if you're only going by this season, you wouldn't think that there were actually female angels. That's true, and um, one of the things, I don't know if it's brought up in this season, so it's not too spoilery, but I don't know if it was brought up in this season, but the angels, much like their, you know, demonic counterparts there, they have to possess a human. These are not these are not their true forms. These are physical human forms that they are now inhabiting. And they yep. need permission to do it, but they still do it. And so that kind of, like, are these angels actually, like, what, you know, what gender are these angels? Do they have a gender or are they just entities that pick a human form and take on that gender aspect? Hmm. Also, since you mentioned it, let's talk about the vessel that Cassiel inhabits called Jimmy Novak, who is an awful father and a horrible person all around. So, I mean, if we're being honest, Cassiel did him a favor. Yeah, he really did. But, 
<laughs> but we get to see what his life is like, what he's been doing, like, and what his vessel does without Castiel and having it. And when Jimmy says, no, I don't want to be your vessel anymore. You can't have me. We find out that his daughter is also a vessel, which was a convenient. First of all, who wants a small child as their inhabited body? Lilith. Children suck. They can't do anything. Lilith wants the small child. Well, she gets older progressively, too. I know, but still, she uses the small child, and it's terrifying. Initially, because that was the first body she could... Like, Lilith probably found out that children suck and can't do anything in the world. <laughs> so she was like, you know what? I need a bigger body. Because, realistically, to inhabit a child, unless you are just not doing anything... Like, there's very there's places that you can't go as a child... There's things you can't do as a child. Like, you're not opening credit cards as a kid. You're not, like... like, And this is just coming from my current situation, with which, if you guys are unaware, there's a lot of smoke here currently, and I can't breathe. And I have no asthma, and we've got warnings out everywhere. And children are in massive... Like, they are one of the highest risk uh, groups right now. And... You know, if you're inhabiting a small child as an angel or a demon, that's not really something you want to deal with. Like, I'm sure it's a lot of things. Like, even if you're supercharged, there's a lot of things that, as a kid, you don't want to deal with. Because, one, kids are not as fast. So, like, simply by the size of my leg and the length that I can extend versus yours, I would beat you in a foot race. Like... Like, they can't, like... Unless you're the Usain Bolt of children. <laughs> they have, you know, they have more needs. They have, um... They, they cannot process that, you know, they're higher risk for, like, heating issues, breathing issues. It's just, all of it is so many... There's so many other things. And even if, like, you have an angel possessing you that enhances your physical strength, you're still enhancing, like, a two instead of, like, a ten. <laughs> so, congrats. <laughs> You have 20 instead of 100. Good for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, those are just some of the awesome things about inhabiting a child. But Jimmy ultimately like, no, don't take my daughter. Take me instead. And Cassie's like, fine. You'll never see your father again, Jenny, or whatever her name was, because I didn't care enough to remember. Also, you're telling me that the little girl who actually knows what happened isn't out there actively seeking out her father. I mean, I he was kind of a jerk, but still. Maybe when she's but, older. Oh, let's see, that's another thing we could have. Fun little spin-off of little Angel Hunter, but nah. <laughs> that'd that's be interesting. Like it, that'd be interesting if somebody's like out there actively hunting down angels because an angel took their father away. But I digress. Hey, supernatural. You know, your your other spin-off failed. Hit that one. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about this season? Uh, anything that you can think of that I'm missing besides the um episode titles? Uh, the rise of or the Lilith's death. Oh yeah, that's at the end. Okay, that's after everything else. Okay. Um. Sorry, oh, was I jumping too far ahead there? Yes. <laughs> Never mind. Um, we. Oh, family remains. Okay. This is probably one of my top five episodes of Supernatural. Behind 
probably yeah top five this episode features um two children who were born of incest who were tortured and abused in the home and when the people died they left the children in the house and they didn't know what to do so they were attacking other people like incest alone doesn't sell it it's you know horrible abusive father raping his daughter abusing her and getting her pregnant and then abusing the children and then abusing the children so you know terrible terrible person <laughs> i personally would and, like to see him die in the episode but all right fine um and this is interesting to me because and to be fair i think dean was being a big baby in this episode where he was like these children i pity them they you know i, I feel them i'm putting myself and my torture in their place and sam was like um yeah i understand the minute that Sam said that, I knew Dean was on the wrong side of this. Because in reality, Dean is very much the, you know, we got to kill it, burn it with fire. It doesn't matter what they've been through. They didn't have to do this. That's that's who he is. And then suddenly he's like, you know what? I'm in touch with my emotions and I really understand. This is just like when I was in hell. I had no control. But you did, though. Like, after 30 years, you decided to torture people. If it took... Uh, it had to be a choice if it took 30 years. But right. I, you know, it had to be at that point. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying what he went through isn't awful. But my point is, his whole character... This was so out of character for me that I think that's why it threw me off. Because he's like, it, it wasn't a choice. These children didn't choose this. The children did not. You trying to put yourself in the children's shoes is what really irritated me. What did you think about this soul turn of events, Ellie? Is it weird that I'm actually going to defend Dean from you here? <laughs> uh, in general, I agree. I feel like, you know, it's, it's a decent comparison, but I feel ultimately it's the whole comparison in general is so we can see that Dean... You know, we can see his character development that's going on here. And he's starting to see some of the gray areas, finally. Because I am really, really, really tired of that. I really want more gray areas in here. Not all witches are horrible. Not all, maybe there are some werewolves that still have humanity in them. Blah, 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 blah. Vegetarian vampires thrown in there somewhere. Some, you know, alliteration. Yay. Um, so it's nice to see Dean mention that a little bit. And maybe the comparison isn't entirely fair. But it's still it's still something I appreciate having in there. Hmm. We also get a nice look at the Winchesters when they were children. And I appreciate this episode because Dean has always been looked at as the cool kid. And when the girl was like, yeah, so what do you want to do? And Dean's like, yeah, I just want to bang. And the girl's like, um, no. Like, and she basically makes him feel small. And he's like, I'm ready to get out of here. Whereas Sam is always the kid that's picked on. And he beats up this bully, and suddenly he. T- First of all, I I love how TV shows do this because after the kid who defended the other kids is gone, what? Why isn't the bully like going back to his bullying ways? I agree. From my experience, they usually do. Right. So... Like, <laughs> like TV is fa- like children. If you're listening to this, once the threat is out of the way they will return like they don't really stop if that threat's gone 
like, and just because you're called, like, and that was the interesting part, like, suddenly all the kids are training jerk, jerk to jerk. All I have to do is beat you up again. Your hero isn't here anymore. Say it again. I dare you. <sighs> I digress. You know, tell teachers, be a better person, whatever. <laughs> um, But did you like this um parallel between Sam and Dean's childhood adventures? I did. Uh, I, us- I usually get a little bored with the with their childhood episodes, but this one wasn't terrible. Um, I will say I didn't pity the the ghost bully at the end. There, it, was I supposed to? Because I really didn't. Yeah, they they tried to make you, but again, he was a bully. I don't. Uh, I'm supposed to feel bad for you because somebody stood up to you and was like, "No, you're not going to do this to me." I'm sorry, you now just got a taste of your own medicine for the next couple of years. Why should I? And ultimately, you? he killed himself or something. Yeah, um, as terrible as it's going to say, I still don't pity him. And the interesting part is we also met the other kid that killed himself because of dirt. So, I don't understand. Him, I pity. Like, it was just, uh, anyway, I digress. Um, we also got to see Sam and Dean in normal jobs in It's a Terrible Life, <laughs> where we are initially introduced to Zachariah, who, after he restores Dean's memory, says, yeah, um, this whole thing was to show you that you were meant to be a hunter, blah, 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 blah. Did you like this um episode in Zachariah? Um, this falls under the, we didn't need this episode if you're just going to erase it like that. Um feeling that uh, the time travel one had and in general they supernatural does well with their filler episodes and they're still entertaining to watch but these are the two that really felt like fillers when you when you have a a well this message had to be said or you had to be a hunter or you you were destined for this then then i'm like i why tell me just continue with it um and we get the lovely we flashback to the lovely Dean hunting down his brother, and he finds Ruby and Dean. I mean, Ruby and Sam, and he tries to kill Ruby, but Sam is like, "No, you can't kill her. I love her." Ooh, ooh, ooh. And they have this big whole blowout, and Sam is like making dark choices, and he's caught. And Dean's like, "Yeah, you're a monster. You're making bad decisions." Blah 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 blah. And they have this big violent brawl. Also, why do they always have to hit each other? Like, siblings, I guess. I don't. It's just, we're only children. I don't know. Is this like, <laughs> people with siblings. Is this how you sort out your relationship <laughs> issues? Um, Sam ultimately leaves um Dean with Ruby, and Dean's like, "Don't you ever come back!" And yet again, Sam abandons his family. I mean, when you say "Don't you ever come back," that's not. How, how is that abandoning? It's abandoning because he's. Dean was like, look, I hit you in here to detox. Now you're running off with your druggy girlfriend? Get out of here. Don't come back. But it's not really a don't come back. Like, even Sam knew it wasn't a don't come back. Then don't say don't come back. No! You tell him so that he knows that if he walks away with her, it's the end. And then he actually, like, I'm telling you, I don't understand how people can do that. Like, I get it, he's a drug addict, and we're supposed to feel some some semblance of sympathy for him. I don't know if sympathy is the right word. I'd, I'd go with pity, but the, uh, 
that's I think that's the reason why I wouldn't say don't come back because it's very clearly at some point yes you do have to throw the drug addict out of your house but you also need to find a way if if you're so loyal to your family at this point and I'm not going to I'm not going to tout total family loyalty if you need to get out get out but <laughs> if um if you're so if you're going to tout family loyalty like that then you should be helping them not throwing them out he tried to help him yes i know and then he says get out because he fought his br- <sighs> That's Italy. all they ever do. They always fight. <laughs> but he boys. defended Ruby over his brother. No, like, I know. I'm just saying, like, the whole thing... I mean, you can't defend Sam in this season too much. He's so... This whole season is terrible for him. But at the same time, I, I'm not going to call it abandonment. Hmm. Let us know in the comments or tweet us or whatever. Do you think that Dean is right and Sam actually abandoned his family yet again? Or do you think that Dean told him to get out so he just acquiesced? <sighs> um, <laughs> then this season we have the death of Lilith, which is actually the breaking of the final seal. And Sam, uh, Dean finds out this is the breaking of the final seal and he rushes to his brother's aid, as usual. Sammy! Sammy! And, like, he's too late. Like, he's literally banging on the door. And my thing is, he's literally banging on the door, and Ruby's like, you have to hurry, you have to hurry. I don't, like, my thing, I don't, and I don't remember, do you remember why he just didn't open the door to see what they wanted? I cannot remember because I know at one point he turned around to try to to try to get to Dean, but I don't remember why he stopped. And I know that at that point, I at least me, I would have been like, "This is clearly a problem." If she's suddenly encouraging me like this, there's mm -hmm. there's a warning. Like there were warning signs before, but this is very clearly something she really wants to happen. And maybe as a demon, she. She might have an ulterior motive going on, and maybe I should be concerned. Yeah, uh, but anyway, the death of Lilith was a final seal, and Lucifer rises. Did you like this episode? Uh, no, I hated this episode. Well, I didn't hate the episode. I hate Adelaide. Sam in the episode. And um, there's just no choice that he makes that is okay. And although I do like the... Um, the nurse that they end up kidnapping. Um, mm -hmm. I like the way that demon possessing her. I like the way she acted and she manipulated them. Um, but I cannot like justify Sam's actions around that. And I'm like, Sam, you like, come on, come on. Yeah. Sam probably needed to do better, but I say that every season. So <laughs> maybe one season we will find that I actually enjoy Sam. But I think that's about it for this season. You guys are all caught up for season four. And we have other Supernatural podcasts coming out. We also have the Doctor Who podcast and a wide variety of other shows that you can listen to. Um, You can find me at OP Jasmine. You can find Adelaide at OP Addy. You can tweet the show at Real OP Sweets. Did you have anything else that you wanted to mention or plug, Adelaide? Uh, no. You caught me in the middle of a cough there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
Um, I'll take that as a no. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Ellie, for being on the podcast. And I will see you guys. Well, I will. Yeah, okay. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.